Hey, everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We'll get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And like I say every show, today we got a great show for you today because we got October Rose, who's a duo, and you're going to love their story. We've, we've already seen bits and pieces of their story, but we're excited to dig deep into their lives. Um, so are yes. you all here? We are in the house. We're here. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you all doing? We're doing well. We're we're hanging in there, doing whatever we can to get our music out and you know, stay positive. Sitting in our favorite spot on the couch where we've been for the past month. Oh <laughs> yes, <laughs> we understand that. <laughs> you know, the the thing about I mean we we still got a small bit of I mean we we do little side gigs to stay afloat yeah. while we're trying to build build our little new country media brand. So the side gigs we did, we one of the things we do is we deliver food. To people, yeah, so we help y'all. We help people like y'all stay home. Yeah, great. Nice. <laughs> <Well, Christ>. Yeah. <laughs> so, as we get started, um, I always like to start with some fun a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, a brief overview of each of you, and um, and some hobbies y'all like to do. And either one can start. Go ahead, Lee. Okay. Well, um, I'm Leanne. Um, one half of October Rose, and I'm, you know, my story is pretty standard. I grew up in, in, in the suburbs and listened to all kinds of music, um, musical theater, pop music. I, you know, followed a lot of the great female vocalists and wrote songs when I was a little kid and a teenager, and I, I love the female country artists. I love Mc, Martina McBride, Faith Hill, um, Tammy Wynette was like the first song I ever sang when I was a little girl. I sang Stand By Your Man. So I grew up um, <laughs> with a mom who really liked country music too, and she introduced me to some mm. great songs. Oh, wow. So I had a foundation of, of that, and I started taking singing lessons and did community theater and um, got into country music more seriously in 2013 when um, – I decided to record my own EP, and I was inspired after going to a Carrie Underwood concert, and I decided that I had to, you know, do my do my thing and record an EP. So, oh, well. you know, I, I tr- sang with my band, and I was a solo artist here in the New York, New Jersey area, and built up a following. And then in 2016, I met Derek, and we'll tell you a little bit more about how we formed our duo later, but... Um, yeah, so that brings me to present day, and I'm, I'm happy to be part of this duo. Oh, wow. Okay, so I guess it's my turn. Uh, this is Derek. <laughs> I'm the other half of October Road. I was uh, born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area, outside of the city. Um, always, I started taking guitar lessons when I was probably uh, 10 or 11 years old. My mom came oh, wow. home one day with three guitars. One for my dad, one for my brother, and one for me, and uh, we oh, wow. all we've all been playing ever since, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of did the family family fun. We all did lessons together and everything like that. So, kind of grew up that way. Really got into songwriting as a kid. Um, started writing some of my own material when I was probably like fourteen or so. And um, uh, back in high school, I was extremely into eighties hair metal even though it was 2006. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I, I was just one of those weird, weird kids, I guess. And uh, so the first song I played on stage was Pour Some Sugar on Me by Def Leppard oh, wow. at a high school prep rally, oh, um, which was awesome. And uh, so I ended up going to uh, Penn State, um, took a break from music uh, after doing mm-hmm. some some slight tour uh, gigs and some small gigs in high school mm-hmm. and everything, and uh, got a degree in finance. So started working. Um, got kind of got into bodybuilding for a little bit of time, um, <laughs> which sidetracked me again from music. And uh, <laughs> I was all over the place to say the least. Yeah. Um, so got back into songwriting in around 20, uh, 2012. Was just listening to country radio a lot. Um, you know, the only two music genres I really just over like head over heels 
loved were 80s hair metal and country. Oh, right. And <laughs> so <laughs> I figured that I'd probably have a better chance of becoming a, a country singer nowadays. So <laughs> I started singing country music again and uh, put out my first EP around 2015. Uh, then I got a new job in New Jersey and I moved from Pittsburgh to New Jersey. And that's when uh, I met Leanne. So uh, oh, wow. now we're now we're here. <laughs> and, and you know, mm-hmm. I love what y'all what you're saying about the little thing. I mean, when when we look back, you know, we actually left. You know, we started New Country Buzz back in 2014, originally launched, mm-hmm. and we ended up mm-hmm. shutting it down um, in 2015 for personal reasons and all that. But before we shut it down, we did get to interview Kelsey Ballerini, which is pretty cool, knowing where she is now. Awesome. And um, right, yes, but. We shut it down, and it was like a piece of me gone. And it was like every mm-hmm. six – and, I mean, I was trying to push away from music completely, and I don't know why, but I was. Um, and I remember new, you know, every six months I would look up, up newcountrybuzz.com, still available. Every six, six months up, still available. So by the end of mm-hmm. 2018, I told Sandy, nobody has never bought that domain, and it's a good domain. I think yeah, so we need to relaunch – I was like, I think we need to relaunch and finish what we started because we we developed a foundation back then, and um, and we were excited and all that. And then in 2018, we relaunched October. Kind of ironic though with October with us, and it's kind of ironic your name because we married October <laughs> yeah. 5th of 2002. Um, we, we did start. We we launched New Country Buzz October 2014. We relaunched October of 2000, uh, um, I mean, 18. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we have some connection with awesome. October in our lives. And it's my favorite <laughs> month of the year, too. So, oh, so, so we, the, uh, we have that little bond then because yeah. we also yeah. formed in October of 2016. Um, this interview oh, wow. is obviously destined. <laughs> <laughs> so, so was that why you chose the name October part of it? Yeah, so um, the story behind the name is is kind of interesting. It's really hard to come up with a name for a band nowadays. All the good ones seem to be <laughs> yeah. taken at this point. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we came, we were coming up with a bunch of names, just brainstorming all fall. Mm-hmm. You know, the Crushers. Mm-hmm. Like it all sounded like a little <laughs> league baseball team at first, and we were like, okay, we can't do that. Yeah, we wanted something that really fit us personally, too. Like, yeah. you could just have mm-hmm. a name and have it, like, not really fit your personalities. Exactly. Um, so we kind of felt like, you know, we needed something like that. Um, we were, you know, discussing some of our things that we needed to do in order to form our band, like a website, pictures, mm-hmm. like, all that stuff. I had it all written mm-hmm. down on a piece of paper on the kitchen counter, and we were – I don't know, there was like, there were other papers on top of that paper, mm-hmm. and only the October mm-hmm. was like showing and and standing out, and we mm. wanted something to go with rose, so when I looked down and I saw October with the word <laughs> rose, like, I just blurted oh, well. it out, and Derek and I both looked at each other, and we were like, that's it! <laughs> it was destined. Oh, awesome. <laughs> it was definitely destined, but it took a while. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Now, since, since y'all had kind of careers before y'all met, tell us a little bit about how that happened and how did that connection, and was that connection immediate? It was pretty immediate. So in 2016, I was playing a show um, in Hoboken, New Jersey, which is really close to um, Manhattan, and Derek kind of mm-hmm. lives in the area, and he reached out to me on Facebook. He tells this story better, but I'm going to tell it this time. <laughs> he reached out to me on Facebook, and talk about like meeting online he reached out and he said hey i'm derek i'm new new you know new to the area i saw you're playing a show i'm looking to make friends and i'm i think i'm going to come to your show you know i'd love to meet blah 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 so i was like oh great that's awesome like because i didn't have a lot of friends who you know played country music or were even interested in it around here yeah so mm-hmm. i was playing this all-girl lineup show and there's Derek sitting in the back. He's talking to my mom. And I walk back, and I'm like, who's this guy talking to my mother? And she, she like, loves him still. But she loved him then. Oh, wow. And um, 
Me and Mom hit it off real quick. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we we just got acquainted. Um, We hung out. We watched the rest of the show together, and uh, he met my band. And we just kind of kept in touch. I think about a couple months later, we um, got together and started writing together. Mm -hmm. And at first, we just sort of intended to do a collaboration song, just the two of us, like, Leanne featuring Derek or Derek featuring Leanne, you know, whatever. We didn't really intend to form a duo. We just kind of, it kind of just happened. And it was our sound. We realized that our our harmonies were just so tight and sounded really Mm -hmm. good. And Mm -hmm. it was just something kind of undeniable. So, yes, it was immediate, but it it took a little bit of time to realize, like. (laughs) Yeah, it was over the course of probably, like, six months that yeah, we did, like yeah. that the decision developed, but during that mm-hmm. time we started writing songs, and we were like, these songs are, they fit us, and we like them <laughs> a lot, and we're like, we could really yeah. do something with these songs, and make it more than just you know a feature, and it could be a new sound mm-hmm. for both of us, and something different, because like you said, you had you know sixty shows, and this you're only we're only the second duo, like there's just not a lot of duos out there, yeah, so. Yeah, we, that's one of our niches that you know we try to fill for other for big events and everything. We're the duo, the go-to male-female yeah. female duo. <laughs> yeah, we realized too early on that we had a similar sound that we were going for. So mm-hmm. I mean, you could have two people who like one wants to be really really poppy and the other one wants uh-huh. to be more rock. I think we agreed early on mm-hmm. that our our saw our sound, excuse me, was going to have like this rock edge to it. So that was important too. Absolutely. <clears throat> you know, and and like the other duo that we did have, they were brother and sister duo. So so you're the first of uh, that's not related duo that we've had on. And I right. think that's that's, that's right. part, you know, cuz it's really tough I think for two people to come together and actually combine the way you did and it just fall in place. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll joke around that we're brother and sister. <laughs> People ask, us, oh, are you guys related? Yeah. We'll be like, yeah, we're brother and sister. And then they see us on stage, like, mm-hmm. staring into each other's eyes, and they're like, what? Uh-oh. So <laughs> Uh-oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Now, are y'all a couple, or? We are. Yeah, we are. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's it, awesome. Oh, awesome. Yes, Couples love that. Couples country. <laughs> Yeah, we were trying to keep it a mystery a little bit at first, but we decided uh-huh. that, you yeah. know, it's, it's okay to start telling people because that's the number one question we get after every show we play or anything. Yeah, and people love it, though. They're like, oh, you guys, you know, that we can awesome. see the love, we can see the chemistry. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a cool thing. And, and, and we you know, that's the thing. <laughs> and that's the thing too. See, Sandy and I have worked together since we've married for seventeen years. You know, we've been oh, a twenty-four-seven mm-hmm. couple for seventeen years. So, and we love know, it. And we love it. And and it's I love when as we get to know people and the different artists that are up and coming, where where you have the you know the couples working together. It's really awesome to see that. Yeah, I mean, we complement each other really well in a lot of different ways, not only in music, but, like, as a team, because we are running a Mm -hmm. business, Mm -hmm. technically, and, like, the skill sets that we each have really go well together, and kind of getting back to your question about, like, we literally dropped everything with the solo stuff, and, like, we just believed so much that it was Mm -hmm. destiny that we were brought together and that we were here to make (laughs) great music that we just didn't even look back, and we haven't looked back since. So wow. we're com- completely confident wow. in this duo. Yeah. <coughs> I well, love, even I like love you were saying, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Um, and even like what you were saying too, like right before I met Derek, like, yes, I was performing, but I was going to give mm-hmm. up. And cause I, I had oh, reached wow. a point where I was spending a lot of money and I was out there and mm-hmm. I didn't, but then he meeting him kind of, brought me back to life and it gave me like a new a new purpose in a way with music and like you were saying oh, wow. you had your website and there's something about music like you just can't ever deny it and you can't get yeah. rid of it it's, it's when you have mm-hmm. like that dream yeah and, and you know what's funny you. and you know what's funny 
is um, when Sandy and I first um, married, you know, I was one of the people that back then, you know, in the early 2000s, I was one of the people that were big into this self-help motivational audio thing. And mm-hmm. I was brainwashed to believe that, again, I, I still believe in audios and all that. I still listen to, to that stuff to help you grow, so, so, you know, your self-help mm-hmm. stuff. But back then I was so ingrained in that that I believed if you were in your car and you weren't listening to that type of stuff, you weren't serious about your business. <laughs> and Sandy <laughs> is the type that wants to listen to music 24-7. I could listen oh, to yes. audios back then 24-7. <laughs> so I always joke that she brainwashed <laughs> me into all this music stuff because back then we were like split there. But we came to agreement we listened to 50% audios, 50% of um, – music and over the years she's told me some of the stories of how music saved their life and and i started realizing the power of music that yes you know these motivational Mm -hmm. speeches and education can move people but i've learned that music i think moves people way more than a motivational talk will ever do yeah Yeah, i mean that's the power of art right there and and i i think you know we agree yeah, and like, look what's happening in the world now. Um, the, you turn on the TV, and there's all these live concerts. Um, yes. You know, the Disney sing-along that they had just the other night. Like, music mm-hmm. is the one thing that, like, you can't really take away from people. It's yeah. like, it's there, and it ties us yeah. together, and we find joy in it, and we can cry from it and and be yes. moved by it. And that that's one of the cool things, and, like, it's, it's evolved and it's, but it's always, it's always there. Yeah. It's in your heart. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. So now let's talk about some, you know, and I guess pro- probably since y'all been a duo, um, when you look back at that part so far, what's some of the moments where you're like, wow, we've got to do this. Well, we have gotten to do a lot of cool things. Um, some highlights, would include uh, opening up for Jake Owen. Um, oh, wow. We got to open up with him at the. Yeah, we actually just posted on our page this week, uh, mm-hmm. like looking at that. That was last summer, and like so, we got off stage, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it's different when you open for different artists. Like you never, yeah. the experience is different mm-hmm. every time. Like sometimes you're just completely hanging out with the artist. Sometimes you meet them for mm-hmm. a second. Sometimes you don't meet them at all, and you're just they don't even know you played. So we get off stage and we get, we got to meet Jake Owen. He go and he's like, oh, wow. "Hey man, I was listening to all my bus. You guys sounded great." I was oh, like, "Oh wow!" I was like, "Are you are you for like are you serious?" Because it was just literally Leanne and I and my acoustic guitar. Like we had we didn't have the band or anything. We got in front of like a thousand people just like you know with that setup and it it mm-hmm. just felt so good and like we were going in the right direction and it was just yeah. like one of those like boosting experiences. Yeah, huge crowd, great crowd. Um, so that was that was fun. We've gotten to play some, you know, fun music festivals and um, meet some really great artists. We love playing down in Nashville a lot. Mm-hmm. We hope to get back down there sooner mm-hmm. than later uh, with everything going on. But, yeah, any other highlights, Steve? What? I mean, there's <laughs> – for me, it's just like my favorite. My favorite times are like when we when we do get out there with the fans and like we'll yeah. be we'll be singing one mm-hmm. of our songs and not a cover. Mm-hmm. And like you'll look yeah. out into the crowd and you'll see people actually singing the lyrics to the song. Oh, wow. And you're like, no way! Like <laughs> people actually know the song. Like <laughs> it's still kind of surreal. And then the other, the yeah. other thing I would say mm-hmm. is still, you know, obviously you got Spotify and you got Apple and yeah, you can listen to mm-hmm. yourself on Spotify or Apple. But uh, a couple years back when we were driving in upstate New York, we turned on the mm-hmm. radio and we heard the first song oh, wow. that Leanna and I ever wrote together completely. Oh wow. Heartbreak song right on the radio unexpectedly. And we're like, mm-hmm. wow, we're on the radio right now. And that was just like <laughs> one of those moments that you just like, you dream about. And yeah, yeah. It it mm-hmm. for us it was like again, it's just one of those moments where like, wow, we must be doing something right. Yeah, exactly. we and we were a duo for like less than a year at that point. So oh, wow. to accomplish something like that in a short amount of time was, you know, very cool and very very humbling. And you know, 
<clears throat> I loved all the highlights, but one thing that makes us different in a lot of things is we like to flip the script at this point, and, as I say. And um, I like to go the other way now, the struggle side. And I'm going to tell a story to help us where I want to go with this. Back in 2014 okay. – um, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls, and at this point, um, her and her daughter were full-time with music. And one of the questions I asked was, what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist? And she said, this is going to sound funny <clears throat> coming from uh, someone who's full-time. She goes, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, then go do that. Because the sacrifices we have to make, the sacrifices our families have to make, the struggles we have to go through, if we have a death in the family today, but we got a gig tonight, we got to get on that stage, and we got to smile like that death didn't happen. We we have to wear so many hats, have so many jobs that we do. But if your heart won't allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because if you don't, you'll never make it anyway. What do you think of what she said? And let's go there on that side of what y'all have had to go through. Well, I I think her advice is great, and you know I I think that is probably a pretty good approach for most people. Um, you know, most of the time we are, we're, I'd say we are all in. Um, but like at this point, like given the situation, sometimes you just got to do other stuff to make money. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I don't think she's saying not to do other stuff to make money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what she said about you know, sacrificing, we've, we've done so much sacrificing. We've missed family parties, weddings. Um, you know, we, if it's truly important, we will definitely work around it. But I, I feel yeah. like I know who the two still girls are and, you know, I, I've kind of followed them here and there. It is, it's like, and if you have other, you know, family members involved or um, you have to, you really have to sacrifice. Yeah, and to the second part of your question, you know, this this business is a roller coaster mm. ride. You might have we might yeah. have those Jake moment, Jake Owen moments, but mm. a majority of the time it's the opposite, where you're just like getting beaten over the head with a baseball bat and pounded <laughs> back into the ground. Because it's it's just one of those things where a lot of it, a lot of the business is being accepted almost, and it's yeah, and that's not easy all the time, you know. <laughs> So, right, uh, especially for for independent artists trying to break through and trying to make it, and you know we we're from the New York City area, so we've kind of built out a little bit of a niche here, and we've built mm-hmm. up a fan base around here um, in New Jersey as well. Um, but we're not from Nashville, so that's a little yeah. bit of a challenge in itself too. And we do go back and forth, and we go there and we play, and we meet as many people as we can, and we you know, try to write songs with other people, but, um, you know, that, that presents a little bit of a challenge too. Um, at this point, we do hope to get down there permanently, yeah. like, like you guys, and you know, um, we interviewed Brandon Maddox back in 2014, 15. And, and one of the advice that he gave, and I think it was really good advice for any artist, because he said that a lot of artists, they come, and they come to Nashville, they just pack up and they leave, and then they're intimidated, so they end up losing everything. And he says what he recommends is build your local base, build your regional base. That way when you make that move to Nashville, he says, I don't, he says, I don't care how good you are. There's going to be somebody on every corner that's better than you. And he says you've got to get through that. You, it's, it's, it's going to be something mentally within you that you have to drive through. He says if you've already built your regional base, they're going to help you get through those times while you try to make a name in Nashville. Right. That's great advice as well. And that's kind of what we've been trying to do. You know, I think at the end of the day, if if you're putting people, if you're putting butts in seats and you have a Mm. fan base, people can't really ignore you at that point. And (laughs) and we've been trying to do that without, without the benefit of being on a label or having a Nashville Mm -hmm. backing and, and that's what yeah. we focus a lot of our energy on, and, and it really pays off in the good times, you know. But, of course, you'll have some times where you, you make a bad investment or, you know, mm-hmm. you, you put all your, your, your uh, eggs in one basket, hoping that <laughs> this contest is going to win. Like, you're going to get that deal at the end of the road, and 
you go yeah. out in the first round because the because <laughs> this is literally what happened at one of the, those yeah. times. The mic cord oh, well. literally falls out of the bottom of the mic in the middle of your set, okay. and you're like literally <laughs> don't think you don't think it could get any worse than that, and you have to yeah. get yourself back up off the pavement and do it all again. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, must go on. <laughs> and and you know, speaking of that, that's funny. It reminded me. Um, back about 10, 12 years ago, um, here in Savannah, um, we were helping start a young professionals organization. And um, <clears throat> they asked three people to come up and say a few words for five minutes. We're talking five minutes now. Now, I've never spoke before, and I was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, two lessons I learned that day. One is don't change what you're going to say the day of your speaking engagement. Lesson learned. Second lesson I learned that day, don't make your first time on stage be in front of 250-plus people. Now, the lesson learned. (laughs) Sandy was in that front (laughs) row, and she couldn't do nothing. I'm up there. I've got my notes in my hand. Well, first off, I couldn't see them because it was shaking so bad. (laughs) (laughs) So then I thought, well, I'll just put it on the podium. No big deal. Well, the problem is the podium only went to my tummy. Well, I, I kind of can't read them because it's too <laughs> – so, so I'm like in a dilemma. So, and then every time I opened my mouth, nothing was coming out. And I'm sitting there oh, like, yes, oh, I was like, what can I do to help him? <laughs> so, so I'm like, what do I do? I'm like, no, I'm, uh-huh. I'm literally nothing was coming out. And I'm, oh, wow. all I could think about was I have to make it through this because I knew in my heart that if I just walked off that stage, that I'd probably never do anything that had to do with speaking again. I had to get through that. And I remember yep. about a minute in, minute maybe a minute and a half, somewhere in, and so the audience had to deal with me for a minute where nothing was coming out. <laughs> and that was and the I longest minute, too. It was just like <laughs> silence. <laughs> so, so I sit there, and I take a deep breath, and I say, okay, this is the only thing that came to my mind. If y'all don't get anything else out of my speech – at least you get a good laugh. They all laugh. I calmed down, and I nailed the rest. Nice. And right. I really believe that was a pivotal point in my life for this. Now, I know that, Leah, you said that um, you almost quit. What was you – know, and he helped bring that back in. What was the pivotal point for that to happen? Well, to be honest, it was more from a financial perspective um because i was i didn't form my own business so uh, there's a lot of things that kind of we've done now that i wasn't doing then and i was using a lot of my own money and so that was really one of the main reasons i just didn't think i had the resources to kind of keep it going so i thought yeah oh maybe i'll just step mm-hmm. back and reevaluate so i was kind of at a crossroads and um because I had reached, I had reached somewhat of a peak, you know, with opening for a lot of great people and and stuff. But I, I just didn't know if I could even start to record another, another EP, um, mm-hmm. to keep the momentum going. So, yeah. you know, I was just kind of mentally going through all these different thoughts and trying to figure it out. And and then I met Derek. Yeah. It, it, it's easier when you get to share the burden almost, you know what I mean? Not only financially, yeah. mm-hmm. but mentally, because like, yeah. like she said, like we're running a business here. Our music mm-hmm. is making, our business is making people as happy as possible. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. that, that takes uh hard cost though on the front by recording music, getting your message out mm-hmm. there, getting the website going, you know, having the songs is another thing. Like Leanne, mm-hmm. I think she didn't have she had written songs, but she didn't have any ready to go, right? I don't yeah. think going yeah, into not, the next. Yeah, not really. I was mostly writing for the next thing. Yeah, so we started just cranking out songs, and we're like, "Wow, these are pretty oh, good." Wow, because we had a writing <laughs> chemistry as well as a singing chemistry. Yeah, we bring <laughs> we bring out the best in each other. We'll mm-hmm. you know critique each other sometimes <laughs> to the point of like, <gasps> <laughs> but that's a good thing in the end because to have somebody to share the journey with Mm -hmm. has really, really, it's been, it's been good. Um, 
you know, just even being on the road and driving around and yeah. talking things through, mm-hmm. I think two heads are better than one. And you guys can probably relate to that. Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. We, totally we, we can, relate. <laughs> we can totally relate to all that because, you know, with everything that we have going on with this whole show now, we're forking money into it. But we don't have sponsors yet, of course. There's the new show. You know, it's probably going to take us at least 12 more months at least. Well, I was hoping to be sooner than that, but now with all the virus stuff, it's going to be a lot longer than that. But, oh, yeah, you know, so yeah. we're forking money into this. We got this vision. We know where we're going. But at the same time, we don't know if we're going to get there, but we're doing it together. We keep the journey's going. been together. Mm-hmm. And – there, there are some nights I tell Sandy, I'm just ready to give this up because <laughs> I guess it's so frustrating sometimes. And which I, I already gave it up once back in 2015. I should know better than that. That there's no way to oh, give yes, this up now. Not it up. That that mm-hmm. ship's been sailed. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll end up saying I, maybe I should just go get a regular job and all that. And uh, <laughs> and she'll laugh. She'll laugh and she goes, you with a regular job? Because we haven't never had regular jobs. We just, we've done gigs. We've done this. We've done that to stay afloat. We've run our own together. businesses. Seven, yeah, just 17 years and some, some failed, some didn't. So mm-hmm. we've always done just crazy stuff together. And she laughs like, you, you regular job? And I'm like, okay, you're right. That's not going to happen. We just have to keep making this going. And and that kind of leads me into this part. That one of the biggest things I hate that I see on Facebook, and in general, is you got people, and this is why I, I want to talk about the different jobs y'all have to do as an independent artist. Because um, you hear so many people say, "Well, artists just need to get a regular job or a real job," and I cringe. I hate when I see that. And I always tell people, don't tell an artist to get a real job because they got something better, a passion that they're living for. Um, they don't. People don't understand all the different jobs you have to do as an independent artist. Tell us a little bit about that side of it, things that you have to juggle that shows that, you know what, we have a business here, whether people realize it or not. Absolutely. I mean, where, where can we begin? <laughs> we kind of told you a little bit already. <laughs> like just as we are, we're like we formed an LLC early. Uh, we wanted to be official. Um, you know, that we had to, we built our own website. Leanne designed it herself. We created our own oh, wow. store. Uh, we have the custom, the logo was, was designed in partnership with a, with a family um, friend. Um, in terms of what we do on a daily basis, we book all our shows exclusively now. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we, we use different agents on, on occasion, but 99% yeah. of the shows booked are, from Leanne and I sending out emails every day or every week or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, just grinding, mm-hmm. asking questions, asking people questions. You know, we've hired our own publicists. We've hired our own radio promotion agents. Mm-hmm. Um, photography, photography, video. We, you know, we hire everybody. Um, I do editing on uh, a video. We do, we produce mm-hmm. our own d- demo tapes on occasion. <laughs> we use other producers as well. Um, you know, there, there's just a myriad of, of activities that you have to do on a daily basis just to, to stay relevant in this business and yeah. even get to a point of relevance because we still don't feel like we're there yet. <laughs> yeah, and the other aspect of it is we take weekly singing lessons. We yeah. also exercise mm-hmm. as much as we can um, and try to take care of ourselves and have good vocal health. That's mm-hmm. really important too. Probably the most important is to just, be healthy um, and, mm-hmm. you know, take care of our, our looks and our clothes. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's a grind. And like, I, I wanted to touch back on something that you had mentioned earlier about you mm-hmm. have to play shows for a couple people before you play the big shows. That is so important. I mean, there have been times when Derek and mm-hmm. I have played and there have been like maybe two people in the room. And yeah, yeah, it's a little depressing because mm-hmm. you feed off of the audience, of course. But yep. without yeah. those yeah. shows, you really cannot build up your craft and mm-hmm. gauge like audience reaction. And um, and it's and it's humbling, and it makes you appreciate the times when you are in front of a whole bunch of people. Yeah. I think a lot of people, a lot of artists, want to just go from like 
zero to a hundred overnight, and it doesn't really and work. And it's not going to happen. And it's not going to happen overnight. And you know, we get advice from mm-hmm. you know other artists, like mm-hmm. you know, what can what can I do? And and I always, you know, we always say to people, just be out there trying songs out mm-hmm. for people. Yeah. Play, go to open mic, mm-hmm. try your songs out, see what the reaction is, and. You know, it, that's just so important, especially in the beginning, I think. And, and you know, but, this is yeah. perfect time. And, you know, this, since we're talking about songs, this is perfect time. We're going to take a quick break for a commercial break, and then we're going to play your song, and then we're going to talk about how that came together. How does that sound? Sounds, Sounds great. Good. All right. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
love that song. Oh yes, what a Thank powerful you. song. So yeah, what inspired so that song? Um, well, so I come from Western Pennsylvania, and um, it's not just there, but all over the country, there's there's a lot of issues with the opioid with opioid abuse out there right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, we yeah. were back. We actually wrote the song in 2017, and that was a year where it was uh, pretty bad in terms of total deaths of uh, people we lost that year. Um, and mm-hmm. we'd just been reading a lot of articles about it, you know, seeing, you know, the Facebook posts and everything about, you know, the people that we know that are that are losing the battle. And we just woke up one day with with inspired and we had we had to write the song <laughs> and we wanted yeah. to put the message out there. You know, it's unfortunately it's a sad song. Um, yeah. And we released it, of course, on March 13th, which was <laughs> right when everything was, you know, oh, just starting to happen, so we were like, "Crap!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. weird time. But yeah. either way, the point of the That's song is, you know, to bring awareness to to the epidemic. And we we have another mm-hmm. we have a fundraiser as well going um, at this time. You know, to try to try and make a difference. You know, we could always write about our last song was called Bonfire. It was a, one of our favorite mm-hmm. songs. It was, it's a fun song, and you can always write fun country songs, but sometimes you just yeah. gotta put your put yourself yeah. mm-hmm. out there and, and try something else and just to because in at the end we're just trying to again do something positive here and Yeah. And that's that's really it. <clears throat> and and I like that because that's one thing I you know, we've almost everybody that we've interviewed pretty much are songwriters slash singers. And that's what I love about songwriters because again Y'all have to be vulnerable within your songs. When you write a song, it's not just about your song. Will it move people? When you're on stage, you've got your pride, your ego, and everything on the line. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, will it move? You know. So I love the vulnerability of songwriters. Absolutely. I, yeah. I mean, it has to be real, too. Like, if you don't feel it, it's not going to come across, and... This is a song. I, I remember the day we wrote it. Leanne was crying her eyes out when we were singing it. Like, I it was real. I was, the, we we had this like kind of haunting melody that we just had and we started out with, and then once we finished mm. it, we wrote it pretty quickly, mm-hmm. in a day, I'd say. Um, I, yeah, I was just moved by it. I couldn't believe that we, ha- like, we put it together so quickly and that it it just affected us so. Um, and, and when we play it out, when we have played it out um, at shows, mm-hmm. we've had people come up to us and say, what was that song? You know, I've got this family member or this person that I know, like, dealing with this. And, you know, that really, really touched my heart. And so we mm-hmm. have been feeding off of that, off of, you know, fan reactions. Um, so that that means that we're putting something out there that people are reacting to. Yeah, and, and music's just that powerful because, like, um, Sandy's got a story from high school and stuff, too, about music. <laughs> you there? Hugh Sandy? <laughs> no, no, no. no I asked you about your story. Okay. I, I'm here. Okay. Oh, yes, yes. I was <laughs> Sorry about that. I was outside and tried to come in because there's a little noisy background noise outside. But yes, I was bullied a lot in high school and went through a lot of anxiety and, and depression and all that during that time period. And, and music was very healing during that time. Well, that's great. Yeah. yeah. We hope to help heal people. You know that's the thing about music. We just want to reach people. We want to. We want yeah. music is something that you know it makes you feel something you can't always describe with words. So it, it's what's great about it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. thing, like when yeah. I was growing up, I mm-hmm. I had this, a similar problem, Sandy, where I had low self-esteem. Um, I was made fun of. People called me stupid names. And wow. at the end of the day, like when I went home, I would just write. I would write stories. I would write songs. I would be in my own like imagination and just try to Mm -hmm. escape what was happening. Mm -hmm. And I, and music too, like all the songs that I listen to, I can think back to like specific moments in childhood where like Mm -hmm. I know where I was, (laughs) what I was doing, like that song can play and I just, it clicks. So 
So oh, I totally yes, absolutely. Yes. So um, one thing I like to do, too, on here is um, a lot of um, fans out there and people who love music, they see the artist, you know, because you're the front stage. But they don't see the team that it takes behind y'all. Can you tell us a few stories of, and, and introduce a little bit of your team? Well, because I like to give them some spotlight, too, because without them, you can't do what you do. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think one of, one of the key players uh, in our team is, is our producer and drummer, and that's Chris Badami of Portrait Records. Uh, he's, he's been on board this project uh, since I came in to the mix and like they had a whole thing going with Leanne and, and they've been so nice to <laughs> allow me to mm-hmm. become part of that team that they already oh, had wow. and like expand. Um, so, you know, he, his contribution, not only from advice on stuff, but to the excellent work that he does in the studio um, has been extremely appreciated and, and fundamental to what October Rose is and our sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have a great band. Uh, Jason DeGeorge plays a killer electric guitar and acoustic guitar for us. And Mike Clemish, who is our bass player, um, just bring total energy and talent to to October Rose on every recording. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a great photographer, Laura DeSantis Olson, and the Jack Stalk photography. They've taken some great pictures for us. Yeah, and right now we're working with uh, Aristo PR that has been helping us, you know, get our message out there. Um, so shout out yeah, to those awesome. guys as well. Yeah, yeah, and Austin Hine Productions does our music videos. Yeah, they're talented guys too. So. The, the different kind of high music video um, is one of those things which's coming out soon, and uh, mm-hmm. it's one of those things mm-hmm. that really helps the song to, you know, hit hit the emotional spots just the way it was filmed. Yeah. He did such a great job mm-hmm. and we're really excited for everyone to see it. Oh, wow. So do y'all have like a super fan went above and beyond that has kind of surprised you? So we about, I think it was about two years ago already, we got um, contacted by this guy to play for um, a girls basketball like pasta dinner to celebrate mm-hmm. <laughs> to celebrate um, their championship season and we oh, were yeah. asked to sing this parody song mm-hmm. and so it's uh, Roselle Catholic High School and here in New Jersey and so we went and we played in the cafeteria and everybody just kind of like loved us and now we're really really good friends with the family and they're huge supporters um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they come to like a lot of shows, like a, oh, yeah. a, a majority of shows. They they made a nice like calendar for us this year with all our pictures oh, wow. on it and stuff like oh, that. Cool. Invite us to tailgates all the time, you know. It they're just you know, great great fans, great friends. We we have a lot of great to be honest with you, we have a lot of great fans out there, like people yeah. that do go above and mm-hmm. beyond to share our music mm-hmm. right into Sirius XM every week. Our friend, our our fan and friend Mike Scott does that. Shout out to him. He writes them every week to try and get us to play play our music. And you know, just the people like that that just are consistent supporters. Yeah. Uh, we we couldn't ask for for better fans and, and yeah and those people. And through this whole period with the virus and everything, we've we've just mm-hmm. really found um, what's the word solace in yeah. our true fans mm-hmm. who we you know message back and forth and who are asking how we are and you know it's it's so nice to be able to call people friends too because they genuinely yeah. are like invested mm-hmm. in the journey and want us to do well and like try to help us in any way they can and I you know that's it's just so awesome and we don't even know I, some days like I sit here and I'm like how do we even like repay these people for how nice they are to us <laughs> and how supportive they are <laughs> you always tell Sandy that everybody that comes on our show, they're family now. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. we truly feel oh, that way. Because, so we're inheriting a lot of people here. <laughs> and we talking are. about family. We love the family's it. growing rapidly. Yep. <laughs> and talking about family, because we're a family-run business, um, we like to bring our little eight-year-old yes. on to ask a question. 
All right. Hey. He's, he's about to come on here. <laughs> <laughs> he always likes to ask one question. So, and when Caitlin right. Here's gets Christopher. old enough. He is, <laughs> yes, wait, wait. Here's Christopher. Hi, October Rhodes. What's your favorite food? Oh, Ooh, great, great question, Christopher. All right, Christopher. <laughs> you know us well. Well, I'm Leanna's a, uh, an aficionado when it comes to food, so, you know, we got to let her go first. Well, I, I love sushi, and I love chicken parmesan, and I do love boneless chicken wings. I mean, um, he said one, Leanne, but uh, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I love How much coffee. time do you got, Christopher? <laughs> And I love coffee. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've always been a pizza guy. Just it's always oh, been wow. my favorite food. I think it's just because like when I was a kid watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and all they ate was pizza, so like that's all I wanted to ever eat. And <laughs> I, it's kinda still the same way. <laughs> <laughs> so what's yours though, Chris? Tell them yours. A pizza. Oh, oh. that's my man right there. <laughs> Yeah, he could eat a We're on lunch. the same page. It's okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> he comes and goes quick. He does, but he loves to be part of it. His favorite part That's of the show. <laughs> and and you know when when Kate, Caitlin's one right now, so when she gets two, three, mm-hmm. four, whenever she can talk a little bit and say a question, we will push her into the show too, make it a family affair. Oh yeah. yes, yes. Can't wait. <laughs> so if y'all could co-write with anybody dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? That's a great question. Um, let's see. Uh, I, we probably have to do this individually, I would say, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we love Dan and Shay, yeah. uh, Lady Lady Antebellum and Rascal Flatts. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like <laughs> they kind of have like similar... Sounds to yeah. us. I mean, I want to. I always wanted to write with Bon Jovi, to be honest with you. <laughs> there you go. I think it would be. Let's awesome. make that happen. <laughs> I think we might still be able to make that happen one day. It's not out of out of hope at this point. Yeah, and I wanted. To, growing up, I wanted to write with Diane Warren. She wrote a lot of those great power ballads in the nineties, oh, like wow. "Because oh, yeah. You Love Me" mm-hmm. and stuff for Celine Dion and Michael mm-hmm. Bolton and all those all those people and. So, yeah, she was somebody that I really looked up to as a songwriter, so I would have to say her. But October Rose would probably write with with a country. And that's not out of the realm of possibility within the next couple years that we write with some of the people that Leanne has mentioned. And you know, know, there's a lot of stuff where it's country mixing with other stuff anyway, so that's not out of the question. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we do write other – we do write songs with other artists in mind, even if it's not mm-hmm. for us. We'll have, you know, we have a bunch of songs that we have that won't fit us, but will work for somebody else. So hopefully, try to get them to those artists as well. That's another thing we were trying to do this year, kind of something different um, that we're trying to branch out into. Now, if if y'all could meet right now face to face with Dan and Shay, what would be y'all's first question to him? That's a good question. Um, I I would just, you know, I would ask advice on in terms of like how they got uh, their first in, you know, mm-hmm. because I know it's a series of, it's always a series of, it's not just like one thing, but like sometimes yeah. there's like, what was that one moment where they knew they were like <laughs> kind of on their way? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that would be the question I would ask. Wow. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah. If, if, and if Derek was going to ask that question, I would have to just ask them, how do they write their harmonies? Because, you know, a lot of times Derek and I will write songs, and it's it's interesting writing for a male and a female because the keys have to be right, um, and we have to be able to create cool harmonies. So I would ask them about that. That is awesome. That. So for each of you, the life y'all are living right now, and as you look back on your life, is there a song out there that, that you could point to? And it don't have to be your song. It could be somebody else's song. It don't even have to be in country. It could be just any song out there that you look back and you're like, that's my life. That song is my life. 
Well, my one of my favorite songs, this is like in my top two songs, is mm-hmm. song from Flashdance, What a Feeling. Because in the song, <laughs> oh, the lyrics song. are, it's a great song. It's take your passion, make it happen. And like, I would put that song on before I was, you know, mm-hmm. before I was going to go on stage or I was going to be in like a play or something. I would always have that in my headphones kind of amping me up. And I feel like that, yeah. that song kind of always like, motivated me. That's a great pump up song. Um, yeah. So for me, I, I kind of make Leanne listen to this every once in a while. It's, it's really like when we're driving, like one of those like eight to 12, you know, hour, like, you know, events. And I'm like, Oh wow, yeah. where are we going now? And there's a, a Kip Moore song that came out on his last album. It's like kind of a play on Piano Man, but it's called Guitar mm-hmm. Man. And I just oh, uh, love that song. Yeah. I, I First time <laughs> I heard it, it was like, wow, this is so like yeah. us. It's a good song. When we're like grinding, you know? And it, that's, <laughs> I, I recommend that anybody listen to that song that's kind of in the business and, and grinding away. It seems like that song was rec- was also some, I can't remember which artist, but it was another artist we interviewed, I think, said that song for their life too. Yeah, I wow. remember oh, wow. that. That's pretty cool. So I'm, about to, so I'm about to ask a question, and I'll explain why I'm asking it in this way in a second. But the question is, if you had a magic wand right now, and what you're about to say would for sure come true, where, would you, where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking it this way is I want people to give me the vision. Because this past February made five years that I asked that same question to Kelsey Ballerini. And she's living almost to the T of what she told us. Mm-hmm. So where would you be in five years? Um, okay, I I think well, there's a multitude of things that would be happening. One, we would be number one on the country Billboard charts. I like um, that. Two, obviously, we'd be signed um, to a major label. Um, you know, when we'd have, unfortunately, like. With coronavirus, I guess you couldn't have a tour, but, like, we'd like to sell out <laughs> uh, a good amount of our shows. I, You know, you don't have to sell out every show, but if yeah. we could sell out – and when we're talking arenas, I think that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. pretty, pretty uh, optimistic, but like you said, it could happen. Yeah, yes. I would, I would say else? I have a similar vision. My other vision for us is just, to me, like, when you're at your peak, you're up on the stage, like accepting some kind of like ACM award. So I would picture us like, like there. That's like the peak of you've won an award, which is like, you know, possible, but kind of rare. So I think. And I love that because the whole purpose of that question is, and, 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 I always ask it in that way with the Kelsey Ballerini quote because, again, she when, when we interviewed her, she only had a top 30 song at that point. So it's not like she was big when we interviewed. Nobody really knew who she was. Mm-hmm. She had this vision, and she said she wanted to do this, 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 this in five years, and she's living what she said. Almost she's a beast. Yeah, she's amazing. We just saw her in Nashville uh, about a month and a half ago, and she's fantastic and, and genuinely loves music and is, just seems like a genuinely good person. So let's say y'all had a friend <coughs> who's kind of new to music, and um, you listen to them. They sound pretty good. They have a good vibe going, and you're like, they, they do have something special. And let's say they played five or ten shows. Now, granted, this is taken into consideration we're away from the coronavirus. You know, so they, they played five or ten shows so mm-hmm. far, but they, but they got that stage bug, as every artist says. And they say, you know what, I really feel like I'm supposed to do this. What advice would you give that person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Well, kind of um, jumping back to what I was saying earlier, I think – you know, practice is so important and getting in front of people and, and practicing before you go on stage and do something is, mm-hmm. is key for kind of um, alleviating some of those nerves. Um, I, I would say, and we, you know, we tell people too, like take singing lessons. Like you're not going to run a marathon. You're not going to be a marathon runner if you don't train for it and like stretch your legs. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, 
sport, and I've always considered singing a sport. You have to be yep. able to do vocal gymnastics and and stretch <laughs> your voice and do what you need to do with it um, to maximize your talent. You know, you're going to damage your voice if you don't <laughs> go go for regular lessons or warm up. And a lot of people just want to bypass that whole part because it costs money or yeah. it's an investment in time. But it's the only investment that's truly going to make you better. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would just say from a business standpoint, just it's it's really when you're trying to do um, that, it's really a numbers game. Like you have to like yeah. try to book shows. Like you just have to reach out as much as you possibly can. And and that's how you get shows, and that's how you, you get in front of crowds and how you get better mm-hmm. and get on mm-hmm. stage practice. And, and, like, that's what I've been grateful that we've, you know, every when since we started, we were first year, I think we played over 100 shows, her and I. And, and to be able to do that, oh, like wow. Ian was saying, to sing, sometimes you're singing two, three-hour shows in one day. That's, you know, six <laughs> hours of singing. And if you're not wow. doing it properly, your voice is gone. And yeah. that's that's why we do take vocal lessons and everything like that. Yeah, and it, it's not just singing the song. It's also mm-hmm. building dynamic in the song with your voice. Mm-hmm. You know, how can I make this song sound even better by adding, you know, some uh, powerful, powerful moments and some more laid back moments. That's all things that, you know, come with practicing with a great teacher practicing mm. every day warming up so you know Re- really, yeah, great, that, I mean, really those... yeah, really great advice love it love it love it <laughs> thanks thank you so i could we could talk all day long to be honest with you we're down to our last question which kind of sucks but you know <laughs> we're here <laughs> and um what is there a question out there that you kind of wish hosts like us would ask but never do Hmm. That's a great question. <laughs> we built our show around that question. Oh yes, we've got some great answers to this. I would say, um, you know, maybe something like of of all the songs that you've written, what's what's the most, uh, you know, what is your your favorite song? Or because it's so hard mm-hmm. to pick a favorite song just for artists or. What is your most, you know, meaningful <laughs> mm-hmm. song that you think? I think that could what be is interesting. Yours on that? I mean, my personal favorite song that we've uh, ever, um, well, we have some that we haven't released yet, but, <laughs> and one of them, my favorite one right now is a song called Leave the Bed that's not out yet, but it's coming out this year at some point. Um, oh, yeah. But my favorite song that we've released is Bonfire, just because oh, yeah. um, that was one of those songs that we wrote that it was just felt great from the get-go. And it and people just have loved it since we first started playing it. And that's one of those songs that there's nothing bad. Like, there's nothing bad that ever could come from that song. Even if I messed it up on stage, it would still sound good for us. <laughs> yeah, you, I, I love that, Um, Well, I think a lot of people ask us about our musical influences, but maybe just about mentors or other influences in our lives who have, you know, encouraged us. I think that would so be tell a cool us about question. a few of those. Um, definitely my mom um, and my voice teacher, who has you know given me some great advice about how to make my voice better. Um, it's hard to find like a mentor who consistently tells you what to do. Yeah. You know, like frequently, um, and you know, like we said, we don't have like a ton of friends. We try to make friends in the business um, who mm-hmm. we can ask advice to. I would say Chris Badami is probably the closest. He is a mentor. Oh, He's a friend, and we ask him advice all the time about things. Yeah, I mean, I wish there was a – the one thing about this business is, like, mm-hmm. there's no magic formula. Like, I wish yeah. you could ask somebody. If, like like you said, if we met Dan and Shay, what we would ask them. Like, uh-huh. you know, in reality, we would ask them, how do we do what you did? Like that's be that'd be like a <laughs> yep, better that's... way to ask the question, and like in reality, there's just no way to answer it, you know? Yeah. Because it's different for everybody. 
<laughs> and, I, and, and that's the great thing about the mu- music, even though and I think that's what keeps it fresh. Because the, if there was a magic formula per se, which basically if there was one, it would be the work. You just got to keep doing it. But if there yeah. was a magic formula, then you would have a lot of robots out there. Sure. And right. I think that that's what keeps music. Because, again, what we've learned through all this, and like I said, you're our 60th interview this year, and, we've, and we probably know at least to, you know, 500 to 1,000 artists now. Um, mm-hmm. well, the thing that we have learned that connects all of y'all is the passion you have for music and the passion y'all have for people. That's true. And that's the good thing about that is it doesn't go away. Never does. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Time to self-promotion. Tell everybody how they can reach you. I think that's a great way to end. Well, our website is octoberrosemusic.com, and we are on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have TikTok now. Um, yeah. Very fancy. And, uh, yeah, that's October Rose Country <laughs> on Instagram and Facebook and October Rose CTRY on Twitter. Of course, we're on Spotify, Apple, Pandora, where you can listen to our new song, Different Kind of High. And YouTube, October Rose, where you can see our music video when it comes out in the next few days here. That's really awesome. And you know what? We really enjoyed our time with you. Um, Like I said, I can go on and on and on. And um, we just want to try to create something different than what everybody else is doing, and I hope we have created that. We appreciate your time, you know, taking the time to speak with us and, and share our music. It, it means the world to us, and, you know, we're, we're grateful to you guys and, and to your story, sharing your own story as well as yeah. sharing ours. And, you know, and that, that's why we – one of the things that we do to show, again, my whole thing when Sandy and I first met, I wanted to be a speaker. Well, I kind of, and she always wanted to be in the music. So we kind of found a way to combine our passions. I like to speak. She loves music. And I love music just as much now, though. But, again, we've Mm -hmm. been able to combine our passions into this show, and now here we are. We love it. And you know what? We look forward to having you back down the road when you got some updates and bringing you back and just chit-chatting some more. How does that sound? Sounds great. Absolutely. We'd be happy to. Hi. Stay safe out there. Uh, you too. Oh, you and all too. Y'all. Thanks so much. Thank you. We will. And we'll, Thanks. we'll Take talk care. to y'all real soon. Yes, Bye. We will. Right. Sounds good. Bye. Have Bye-bye. a good day. Bye. 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 You too. Hey, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the show. Um, again, as I say after every show, support the artists, support the independent artists. They could use your help uh, in this day, in this time, you know, because they shows us where they make their money. They can't do shows right now. So go support them. Go find them. And and you know what? As always, we will see you tomorrow.